then okay. you can share it. SDF Barbershop in Cleburne, Texas has the hottest deals in town. $20 haircuts, $35 hot towels and shaves, and $10 kids cuts. You can't beat a deal like that. But wait, they are beating their own deal. Come in and say you heard this on Joko Radio and get an additional $5 off your next haircut at 707D West Henderson, Cleveland. Open Monday through Friday from 10 to 6, Saturday 8 to 2, and Sundays by appointment only. Come in and see where everyone else goes to look good. Welcome to Intentional Parenting with Patty Rooks and Amy Long. Um, we're really excited about our guest today. We have Jay Shelton. She is going to join us to talk about her journey through foster care and kind of where her life is now. And um, foster parents, Melissa and David Bailey, and about how they have um, kind of stepped up to support her through her uh, teen, later teen years and college <laughs> life. Welcome, guys. We're so glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having us. So, Jay, um, you've got quite a story. We want you to just kind of um, tell us what you're comfortable with, of course, but can you kind of tell us um, back how you started out in, in foster care, kind of the journey that you've been through? Um, okay, it started when I was like nine. Um, when I got into the system, all I remember is me getting taken away from a hotel, a hotel room, and um, getting in the back of a car with a caseworker. So, did you have siblings? Yes, I did. I had one. Okay, so y'all were both taken at the same time? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you were nine, and you're how old now? I'm 18. 18, okay. So you've had a long journey through this. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so tell us from the back of the car how that kind of progressed to today. And it was a whole new ballgame. <laughs> yeah? Um, I know I wasn't going back anytime soon. It was, it was very clear. And from that point, um, I moved to my first foster home. And I got the first feel. I did not like it at all. <laughs> um, but so was that like a big culture shock from going from your kind of? I mean, it was. It, yeah, it was because this was the first white family I've ever lived with. But <laughs> I mean, I'm not used to like. I'm used to like black people. But right. Um, I guess I like. <laughs> uh, so I guess I like felt the environment, and I guess I kind of like kind of like fit it in and it was actually good it was my first time going to school and um being around other kids that had like the same things going on now first time going to school yeah it was my first I was behind a lot like a lot like I started third grade when I was nine so yeah I was behind a lot they just moved me up to third grade which is pretty common in mm -hmm. kids that are in the system mm-hmm so 
you started to school there. How long were you in that foster home? I was there for a good, I, I believe, it was some months to like, they, put, they didn't want me and my sister anymore. And I didn't know the exact reason because I was kind of new there. I didn't know, you know, but I mean, we left that house and then we moved to another one with another family and it was kind of a, it was kind of a good experience with this family because they like really liked us and we stayed there for like close to a year. Okay, so you stayed with at this time you were still with your sister through both. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. So yeah, the second home, it was it was good. Like the parents were really good. Like they had they let us have freedom unlike most foster homes nowadays. Like. Uh -huh. They let us do stuff with the kids. Like, they made us feel like an actual kid. Like, So they let you do stuff with the kids? Yeah, like jump on the trampoline. Because, like, when oh. we don't, we're not allowed to jump on the trampoline. We're not allowed to go that far from the house. And around the time, we couldn't jump in, like, join any clubs or anything like that. That was so. before the normalcy mm -hmm. law, yeah. So, yeah, so we weren't allowed to do a lot of stuff but just stay at home and play with toys and whatnot. So what did you like the most about this foster family as opposed to the first one? They they included us in everything, and I think that's what made us feel like we were in the family. Wow. So yeah, we weren't excluded out of a lot of things. So, so you were there for a year, mm -hmm. and then where, what happened? Um, I think they lost their license due to a child Basically, I, I, I believe they lost their license due to a child making up stories. Um, but they lost their license, so we had to move to Dallas. That must have been very yeah, hard. It was, I mean, it kind of wasn't because it was like at this point, it was like. You kind of get used to it, huh? Yeah, I kind of Sadly. Yeah, because it was two different, like before this house, it was a different city and this was a different city. So I wasn't kind of like surprised or anything like that I'm just right. transitioning so we moved to Dallas and me and my sister we stayed with this I think she was African this okay. African lady and was that, how different was that it was really different because I think she was she was new to fostering and okay. I can tell she was new to fostering <laughs> so I can I had to help her around with the roots and so whatnot. you ate her lunch right <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was trying to be I was trying to like help her out because she looked like she was pretty new to it uh -huh. with me and my sister. So, um, <coughs> I mean, well, yeah, she yeah, she was pretty new to it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so did you get to eat a lot of the different foods and? Oh no. Learn a lot of different cultures. It, well, the food she didn't she she ate like us basically. Oh, she did. Okay. But like the culture, yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, she had like, little African heads all over. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> was it like the shrunken heads? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like the little mask on the wall, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. It was weird. Um, yeah, this um this lady though, um, this was when I was around I was like preteen when this lady took us in. And I was overprotective of my sister, like always. Which is also pretty normal with kids in in the system. <laughs> So yeah, I was really overprotective with her. So I guess um, the lady got tired of it, and then that was the home I split up for my sister. Uh, I wasn't allowed to see her. Well, we just got split up. 
Okay, so were you both moved or just you? She stayed in the home and I moved. Okay. Away. And I think I moved to, it was a lady, what was her name? I think her name was Miss Michelle. And she stayed in like the DeSoto area of Texas, like down there mm -hmm. near Dallas. Right. And so this is your fourth foster mm -hmm. home and you're how old now? I'm 18. No, I mean, oh, when, oh, during the time I was probably like 11 or 12. Okay. You've happened. already been, and this is your fourth. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like this foster home, it was like, it was like more of a favoritism household setting than like more of a normalcy, like all family, like type stuff. They didn't treat you like family. You had to earn it type stuff. Like, um, so did they have biological children? Yes, they had a lot of them. And me, knowing me, like, I always wanted to, like, fit in and, like, call that person my sister instead of, like, saying, no, you're not my sister type stuff. So, um, yeah, they didn't, I, they, it was hard for me to fit in. It's like I had to change my personality to right. fit into the household setting. And, uh -huh. um, this was the beginning. This is like the start where I had to start changing my personality just to fit in and get their approval and whatnot which is hard yeah it's very hard it's like you don't want to do it but it's like it's full. hard and it's unfair mm -hmm. so yeah i had to i had to do all that and eventually i ended up failing them so i had to move another home so how long were you there for a good year okay so then is your was your sister did she stay in the same home or was yeah, she also she moved? was in the same home but i think she moved after i moved from that I think she moved a couple months after to another okay. house. So then what was your, so this is your fifth home now. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so tell me about that. Okay. So my fifth home was with, um, what was her name? I don't know her name, but this lady, I did not like, I did not like her <laughs> at all. Um, this lady, um, <laughs> I did not like her at all. Okay. But yeah, um, she lived in Duncanville. Like almost like next door to DeSoto, so they moved me over there. So you stayed in the same area. Mm -hmm. I went to school. This is when I was starting middle school. I was like thirteen. And 14. how long were you in that home? Uh, for a good year. Wow. Good year. I tried my best to like change myself to fit into the setting, but at the end of the day, the lady was crazy. <laughs> lady was crazy. Like um, I remember. What is she? I okay. So like we would get um like um awards or like like we would just get like prizes for doing good on like right. report cards and whatnot and i came home with all a's and she looked at mine and she was like wow and she gave my she gave my money to the kids Aww. i don't know if it was jealousy or what i mean but this was the first time i've experienced this type of treatment so i was like i'm gonna just go with the flow and i try to do anything to provoke them and eventually <laughs> like the setting was like all the kids like shunned me away kind of like them against you yeah type stuff yeah. because the mom didn't really like deal with me type stuff so i guess that kind of had like some imprint on me and then it got to the point where i knew she was crazy because she lied on me to try to get me into like a mental hospital and this was like the day before easter like she said i tried to kill myself and then when we went to the hospital um she told the nurse that I was trying to kill myself, but I was like, I did not say that. 
And so she was like, my husband heard it. And so we called the husband in the room just to verify it. And he said he did not know this. And he was like, if they did, they would have took me that day. So, yeah, she lied on me. And then I wanted to get out of the house. Plus, they had a Ouija board under the bed. And I could not deal with oh, that. Yeah. I'm not into that. So you, were, <laughs> so you were there also a year? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then? I was like 13 to 14. Okay. And so, um... I moved to, um, okay, so after that, I moved to a home uh, with, uh, I think, what was the last name? There was the last, it was the Sterling family. Um, I love this family a lot. Like, so this was your sixth family? Mm -hmm. Okay. It was, it was, it was difficult. Because, like, at this point, I didn't, like, trust a lot of people. Oh, well, like, yeah, like, I this can is, see why. This is the point I didn't start letting a lot of people in because it's, like, this is real, real right. world stuff that's happening. So, around my sixth family, um, there was the Sterlings. They were, um, they really, like, took me in another wing. And it was, like, they gave me normalcy, which I haven't had in a long time. They made me feel like a, actually, a normal teenager, like, they let me go out the house to friends and whatnot, but um, eventually, I think that scared them. I don't know, cause I can, I can, I can. I'm really good at telling people's like personality, like not personalities, but you know, seeing the change in their mood over time, cause there's like always a honeymoon phase. Uh huh. Everybody told me that <laughs> there's always a honeymoon phase. So, so we hear that all the time with foster kids that. You know, there's a honeymoon, mm -hmm. you know, that honeymoon period. We warn foster parents about that. So what you're saying is it also works the other way. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's exactly. interesting. I've never heard that before, but that, that makes <coughs> sense. Yeah, it, it, it works. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, um, she was, like, the person I go to for everything. Like, I could tell her anything, uh, express my thoughts and whatnot, and she wouldn't, like, 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 make Judge me feel you. bad yeah. about it. And then, like, eventually that gradually started changing. Like, she started, like, referring, like, what my mom and my dad did to me. Like, basically saying, you're going to turn into this if you keep doing this. Like, and gradually, like, church was good. And gradually with church, she was like, don't go to the altar. This is that and that if you, you're not doing right. And this is that and that. But I was like, okay. So I was just trying to mind her and like keep to her rules mm -hmm. and whatnot as well as like try to like fit in still so then how long were you there for two years two years okay. that was my longest foster home i've been okay um and eventually like when like i was in school later than i was supposed to be uh-huh and i hung out with friends and I came back and I told her about it because she thought I was in, like, after-school program. But I, I, because, I, so I, like, I took the time out of my day to tell her the truth because I thought she deserved the truth. And she was really upset. Like, this was, like, mind you, this was a woman I can go to right. for everything to tell her the truth. And she was, like, really upset. So I think she, I don't know the real reason why she let me out the house, but she was, like, I was super rebellious. Mm -hmm. Which I really wasn't. I, I don't. I don't feel like. I'm you don't feel like you are. So, the, you're how old at that time? I was uh, a good sixteen. Okay, so sixteen and going into your sixth foster home. Mm -hmm. Well, or is this the seventh? This is the sixth. I think. Sixth. Okay. 
So after that, because um, I got really close to this family, like over two years, uh -huh. like, they knew everything. Rah. Like after this, um, when they put me out, like I didn't have no other foster home to go to. Like, So was, where did you go? I went to a shelter. Okay. And I stayed, I stayed in shelters for a good year or two. And that's because I don't not know. enough people take older kids. Want to take teenagers <laughs> or older kids, unfortunately. Yeah, and so like over time I I've like noticed a change in my personality. Like like after that last home I really like my mindset was not going back to a foster home. Uh -huh. Like it was really important. You kinda give up, right? Yeah, basically it was like no. <laughs> so in in all of this time you're <clears throat> have had six foster families um were you still having visitation with your biological family um no my bio, like my um visitation were my visitations got cut off like they got terminated early yeah early like, in literally the second foster home okay so after getting separated to with you from your sister did you get to continue to, to visit her. with her it was very poor the caseworkers were very um terrible with like getting visitation set up like I didn't have a visit with her like this year I haven't had a visit with her since like last year and they finally got it set up which is very very aggravating so she is still in foster care yeah she, and she's really close to me she stays in Grand Prairie okay. I stay in Fort Worth and it's funny because like they'll pull me out of school to go visit with caseworkers why can't they just do the same thing right yeah so. which is pretty important <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so, I don't know. But, I, yeah, visit, visitations to this day right now is just terrible. Well, you know, you do, they have passed a new law where you do have a right to request visitation and receive it. Mm -hmm. Even though you are over 18, you can request that from her caseworker. And you have a right to see her regularly. Oh, yeah, we have the same caseworker, so. Yeah, you have a right. I mean, so. If I could jump in, Patty, I've even called on Jay's behalf to the caseworker uh -huh. to discuss this. And because Jay is 18, they leave it to Jay to work out the schedule. Details. And to work out transportation and to work out where they're going to meet and how they're going to meet and with the other foster parent. Because she's 18, they leave it up to her to arrange it with the Do other Do they still parent. have uh, court dates? I have not been to a court date since I was 12, and oh, they won't wow. let me. They don't They won't take the time of the day to take me to one. And see, that's something you've also got a right to do. Mm -hmm. Like, and yeah, I, I've always wanted to see my judge just to vent about mm -hmm. everything. <laughs> but, yeah. So what about attorney ad litem? I didn't know I had an attorney till like, I was 16. Do you have any contact with them? Yeah, but it's like um, small talk. Okay, well, that is someone that should be able to help you with the visitations and the court, mm -hmm. all of that. So that would be someone to <clears throat> to contact because that's what they're there for. Yes, ma'am. Um, so you were in shelters. Let's go oh, back yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah, I, my first shelter was in Colleen. Um, it was difficult transitioning from, like, going to school. Oh, yeah. To, like, you're still being in a shelter, but you're going to school. And this was like like homeschool kind of right. It wasn't like I had to go to high school still. Like oh, okay, I had to get on a bus and go to high school from a shelter. And it was kind of weird because like if you think about it, this is not a house. 
It's like a right. community shelter, and people, like, notice that when you're, like, going to school. So, um, it was weird, but at the same time, I made some good friends. Most of them left before I yeah. did, but, um, it was good. It was a good experience, but it was also, like, depressing. Cause it was, yeah. like... It's, like, temporary, right? Yeah, it, you were limited to a certain amount of things to do. Like, you couldn't go outside. You had hours. It was, like, it was basically like a hospital but a shelter they gave you like they exercised your freedom a little bit more so did you stay in a shelter till you were 18 no i moved i moved um after a good like six months from that shelter i like i started i didn't like that shelter till like the end of the six months because they lost all my clothes they (laughs) sold them in a yard sale they misplaced my clothes that were in like a closet and sold them in a yard sale so like so you had no clothes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So um, I went to San Antonio after, um, after like, yeah, in Colleen. I went to San Antonio. And they put me in a, um, another shelter. My caseworker told me that I was going to uh, a TLP, which is a transitional living program. But I had to go to a shelter and then transition into a TLP. Okay. So that shelter was about a good six months. And um, I had my 18th birthday there. No, I didn't have my 18th. I was 17. I had my 17th birthday there. Wow. So you were, you've spent all this time in care, mm-hmm. never adopted. Um, I actually heard your story when you had posted something on Facebook about how hard it was to be a teenager in foster care and how it affects you to never know where you're going to be the next day. Mm -hmm. So tell me, um, here with you is Melissa and David, and they have kind of been a support system to you as an adult, still in foster care. Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) tell me how y'all met. We met last year during Christmas, because I had nobody to go, like, spend time with during Christmas and my friend Ella which I thank Ella (laughs) my friend Ella recommended me her foster family recommended me to them and I came during Christmas it was kind of weird because it's like it's it's been a while since I've been with foster family so you just went there so David and I um, were foster parents and we've been blessed and and how long have y'all been foster parents since 2011. Yeah. And so. y'all adopted a couple of kids, right? Yes. Uh-huh. We've adopted two. Younger kids. Uh-huh. They were yes. babies when they came to us. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, we still foster. And so um, my mother, grandmother, sister, and niece just moved here last year. And we were going to have a big Christmas this year. Okay. And we felt like we were very blessed. And we wanted to share that. So we belong to a foster care group called Chosen Ones right. on Facebook. And we reached out to Vicki Edwards Aikens. And we asked her um, if she knew of any foster children that weren't going to go anywhere at Christmas time this previous Christmas. Which, unfortunately, there's many, there's quite a few. many foster children out there that right. are still in foster care and extended foster care and never had that connection to right and what we had heard is there were a lot of children in shelters that hadn't been placed in mm-hmm. homes or in cps care that hadn't been placed in homes and you know we just wanted to reach out and say you know we've been really blessed could we mm-hmm. help somebody 
So Vicki said, well, <clears throat> my daughter's getting ready to come home and she has a friend that needs somewhere to go. And so she reached out, had her daughter reach out to Jay and asked Jay uh, if she would be interested in coming and spending Christmas. And you knew us. her from where? From school? No, we were in, um, her daughter, um, Ella, we were in um, SIL together, is supervised independent living. Okay, okay. So yeah, we stayed together, but um, Ella moved back with her mom so she could get a lot more stuff done. Okay. So yeah, so but um, yeah, she was like, you don't have nowhere to visit on Christmas. Cause I was like literally at home looking at TV all day. So um, Ella like told me, she was like, they're having a Christmas party, you should come. And I was like, okay. Okay, I was hesitant about it first because I'm like, uh, I don't know if these parents are going to like me and like Aww. the whole feel. Yeah. So, so what did you think about this, David? I was, uh, what did I think about it? I yeah. was totally for it. Uh, God has really blessed, blessed us. And, you know, if it were up to like me, I would open up our house to every, you know, every foster kid that didn't have a permanent, you know, right. home, you know. Uh, I was all about it. I mean, I was like, yeah, go ahead, Mom, call her. And, uh, she ended up coming over, and she, f she just jumped in, and she fit in perfectly. So, Jay, what was that like? It was, it was okay, the first couple of weeks were kind of, like, scary, but I started staying over their house a little bit more, and uh -huh. then, like, it was like, wow, why couldn't I find y'all sooner? Because <laughs> so, like, it's like they weren't disappointed in what I did. I can actually express myself uh -huh. and not be, like, judged about it. And they, all they do is, like, just help me get so disappointed. So you feel like that you can tell them anything, like yes. Like what you said earlier about, mm -hmm. and they won't be disappointed. Mm -hmm. and like, they get me from point A to point B whenever I need to. Yeah, whenever I need to, basically. Like, they help me out a lot. So, you recently, um, I understand you recently got your apartment broke into. <laughs> Twice, right? Yes. So, they were there through all this. Mm, yes. Oh, yes. I called my mom. and. So, you call them mom and dad? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I call them both mom and dad. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I called mom first and. I couldn't understand her. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it was pretty scary. It, it, I was frustrated because they took my TV. Um, you couldn't even talk. <laughs> well, that's a pretty serious thing to take a TV. Especially when you're 18 and yeah. you live alone and, you know, you're scared. And they've gone through everything of hers. They went, they ransacked Aww. her apartment. So she was very frightened, and I was at work, so I couldn't understand a word she was saying. So I said, hold on just a minute. I'm going to call you right back. And I hung up the phone, and I called Dad, and I said, you have to call Jake because I can't understand a word she's saying. I know she got broken into, but I can't understand her, so you have to call her. So they broke in while you were at school? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. wait, the first incident, okay, the first incident, um, I was at school. They threw a rock in my like window. Aww. And I thought it was somebody trying to get me. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, who, who, who's, who's on my bad side type stuff. Like, but um, yeah, I was like, this is this is minor. I'm gonna just tape this up and call it a day. And but the second time, I was trying to decorate my house because I usually don't take time to 
invest to decorating the house. Why? So I went to where is it? Where is it called? What is it called? It's a home decorating place. Well, I went I went to some place that decorated houses was like a store. It was a store. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the store name. I'm so confused. But yeah, I went there. Oh yeah, I went to Hobby Lobby. I walked to Hobby Lobby, and as I came back from Hobby Lobby, Lobby from getting all the stuff for decorating the house, I thought maintenance was in my apartment because the door was open. And then all of a sudden, I opened the door, and then the back door was open, and there was a glass all on the floor. And I was like, oh, snap. I didn't notice this until, like, I walked in the room and saw the TV missing. I really, like, wow. And uh, that's when I started freaking out. So did they take other stuff besides your TV? or They, they okay, I keep all my money on me uh-huh. and my cards on me. But they looked like they were going through my empty wallets. Oh. And they went in my closet and, like, were going through my bags. And I was just, like, praying they didn't take any of my, like, birth certificates or socials or whatnot. So that would be pretty scary just knowing someone who was touching your stuff. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The crazy thing is they must have been pressed for time or something scared them because they didn't get her laptop. But yeah. School. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That like, is amazing. Yeah. My bag was open. And, like, remind you, like, I left at like a certain time and they only had like a good 50 to 45 minutes to do this so they had to been like keeping an eye out yeah or something so that was kind of so scary. are you scared now like living there no, no. I, i'm just, like looking for people with the blue now so yeah. you said now that yeah. you have a <laughs> you're looking for people what somebody <laughs> somebody left behind a fingernail yeah they left finish the story they left behind a blue nail and so you're going around looking for people with blue nails. Yeah, missing, she was like missing a blue nail. She was like, she's really being a detective now. Yeah, because she called me and I talked to her. And I couldn't understand her. I'm like, look, just relax. I'm on my way. I'm coming right now. I'll be there in 20 minutes. So, okay. So I got there, and I I texted her. I'm like, okay, I'm here. Come out. She came out and she was like, like this, looking around. <laughs> She was sweating. She was madder than a hornet. And she was like, someone broke their nail. It was a blue nail. It was a woman. And then the lady came up, and she was like, and it's her. She goes, did you see? That lady has blue nails, Dad. I'm like, dude, get in the, just please get in the car. We're going to leave. I mean, she was like, she was very worked up. So, Jay, when you were posting on Facebook about how hard it was being a teenager in foster care, it really just, like, touched my heart. Um, and we had talked back and forth a little bit. Other people were commenting on it. You know, it got a lot of comments and um, because it is such a touching story. And you had wrote in it something about... Uh, Someone had said something about that you could still be adopted, and you had said, it's too late for me. And when I replied back, um, I had told you, you know, that I had adopted two uh, kids as adults. And you said, um, hope I can quote you right, you said, <laughs> you were talking about it being too late, and you said, a lot of kids dream of going to Disneyland and all I ever dreamed about was having a family, mm -hmm. right? Really? Like, that is very true. I mean, like, sorry, I'm getting emotional. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, because it's like, at the end of the day, I never wanted to, like, be alone. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, when I'm in an apartment, that's just, it's terrible. And, like, the whole time when I, like, when I got robbed, I was like, I should have been at home. Like, the whole time, like, I shouldn't be here by myself at 18. Right. You should have somebody, right? And I think that so many people just don't realize that, you know, so many people think that, oh, well, um, you know, as, I mean, people have asked me before, why would you adopt someone that's 18 or someone that's 25? And I think that people don't realize that no matter how old you get, you still need a family. You know, you still need those connections to to feel that way. Y'all had a gift for Jay. Um, there's a box Her in birthday there. is 9-11. It's 9-11, really? So she got broken into, and uh, <clears throat> so Dad and I went out, and her birthday's coming up, so we bought her a gift. So y'all got her a gift. Oh, yeah. cool. So we thought since she was... So Jay, will you open your gift? in front of us since she was coming on here we would love to yeah let's take a break for a few minutes all right we'll take a break and we'll be right back with more intentional parenting you're hungry for tender brisket or some delicious homemade cobbler then look no further than leach brothers barbecue located at 1106 east henderson cleveland texas leach brothers has been family owned and operated since 1950 Take it from me, Taco Joe Orwinski. Todd and his family have been filling my belly breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a long time. Heck, I even have my own booth. Open Monday through Saturday, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Come see them for dine-in, carry-out, and all your catering needs. David's Paint and Body has been operating in Johnson County for over 30 years and offers a lifetime warranty and satisfaction guaranteed on all the repairs. No job is too big or too small. We offer complete collision repair services from paintless dent repair to hard hit and frame damage vehicles. We can take a lot of hassle out of getting your car repaired by working closely with your insurance company and getting you into a rental while repairs are being done. We are located at 100 Poindexter Avenue in Cleburne. Call or text anytime at 817-564-4576. Moon Tower Pizza Bar, the newest hotspot in Old Town Burleson. Come join us tonight for pizza and drinks. We offer a large patio to enjoy our beautiful summer nights, a family-friendly atmosphere, and the Guinness World Record holding pizza, The Bus. Check out our Facebook Moon Tower Pizza Bar for upcoming events. And join us at 137 South Wilson, Burleson, Texas. Okay, so we're back. Jay, you've got um, a birthday coming up, and your parents have brought your birthday present here to, so we can help you celebrate. So you want to open your present early? Um, on the yes, we want to see what you got. You can just you push it out of the way. way. Okay. And just when you, when you uh, open it and you have any kind of reaction, just talk really loud. <laughs> That's a really small TV. If it I is. was going to say, he was throwing it around. It doesn't look like no TV. You always order online. Come on, girl. Open it up. <laughs> right. I don't go shopping. Oh, Amazon. It's a Walmart box. Oh, is it Walmart? But still online. She knows. Here, hey, that's the best way to do it. Especially when you have a bunch of kids, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I won't advertise that. Is it a dog? 
Jay's life and Melissa and David's. Um, what do you think? Yes or no? You want to? Pull your mic back around. <laughs> yeah. Jay is uh, joining the Bailey family as their newest addition, as their daughter. So at 19, you're never too old to have a family. Can we see your shirt again? We weren't prepared if you said no. <laughs> Put it right here in front of this camera, right here. And it's going to be real adoption. Not pretend. Not, right. not foster family. Right. Not pretend family. Not temporary family. It's the real deal. You That's told how we me do that it. you told me that you were that you felt like you never had a home. You have a home now, a permanent home. A forever home. So tell me what you're feeling. Well, I don't know where, like, I, I'm relieved that I know, I'm relieved that I know I don't have to, like, go anywhere at 21 or be homeless. It's not just 21. It's, it's not forever. just 21. Now, can I explain to you what this means? So... You don't get to stay in that apartment. You get to come um, live with us. Okay. So how do you feel about that? I want to. <laughs> Are you okay not living in the apartment? And I can take you to, to your classes. And then Dad's going to teach you how to drive. You've never learned how to drive. Right. Yay. That's exciting. Yes. So we, Patty has contacted a lawyer. And he wants you to contact him because you would be his client. And he's going to do everything for you for free. God's opening up doors for you. Yeah. He's, he said, you just have Jay call me and I'll handle everything for her. So, I mean, you put that on and everybody has just opened up their hearts for you, honey. Because you're worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's excited. Grandma, Christina... So you aren't you aren't sure that your parents were even going to be able to come today, right? Who? I mean, you. My, my oh, mm. yeah, they always come. <laughs> yeah, but you said, well, I don't know if she, if I don't know if my mom will be able to because she has to work. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, because mom always works. Because you didn't know <clears throat> what was going to happen today. You didn't even suspect it, did you? You got bamboozled. Yeah. yeah we tried to keep it as quiet as we could. It was hard. It was so hard. <laughs> Especially when we had to take you home, because I know you didn't want to go home. Oh, no, no. 
So now you can pack and you can move into your forever home. We just yes. got to transfer your classes and all that stuff. <laughs> now that's a beautiful smile. <laughs> that's a beautiful smile. Let's take a quick break. Accelerated Graphics and Science 101 East Renfro, Sweet C in Burleson, Texas, can handle all of your graphic needs. Need a banner or promotional products for your business? They got you covered. T-shirts and caps for your group. All you need to figure out is if you want them screen printed or embroidered. How about some slick graphics on that hot ride to make you stand out from the crowd? Accelerated Graphics and Science can handle anything you throw at them. Located at 101 Eastern Pro Street, Sweet C in Burleson, Texas, go in and see them. Call them at 817-991-0523 or reach them on the web at www.acceleratedgraphics.net. They are loud and proud and want to serve you. Accelerated Graphics. out-of-date carpet giving you the blues? Tired of your old dingy and broken tile? Let my friends at the Floor Store in Cleburne, Texas give your home the makeover it deserves. This is old Taco Joe coming to you for the Floor Store. Whether it's carpet, tile, wood flooring, or real wood laminate, the Floor Store can cover all of your flooring needs. Located at 405 West Henderson Street in Cleburne, Texas, owner Brent Harris can help. Shower tile, tub surrounds, even backsplashes. Give them a call today at 817-641-9444. The Floor Store, they've got you covered. Okay, we're back with Intentional Parenting. Um, had to take a quick break so Jay could kind of gather herself after the excitement. Um, so, Melissa, can y'all tell a little bit right now about what your life is like? Y'all are still doing foster care, right? right? The international foster care. Right, so David and I used to be domestic foster parents and we did a, the adoption of the two and then we um, left domestic foster care and went into international foster care. We have had uh, quite a few teenagers come in and out of our home. They've gone on to college and uh, semi-independent living and then gone on to get apartments and live. A couple of our boys have an apartment together. One is still in uh, semi-independent living. Today we have three teenagers at home finishing out high school. And uh, so, and these are international. International foster. So, where are they from? Uh, we have two from Burma, Myanmar, okay. and then one from Guatemala. Okay. And um, two of our boys came as refugees, okay. so they were escaping um, issues in their country <laughs> where they were being uh, tormented and to the point where they were fearing for their lives. So. We have been doing this for about the past four years now in uh, international foster care. So y'all got a full house. We do. And now it's even going to be more full. Right, right. And uh, <laughs> So Jay, what do you think about being part of a huge family? Um, now that I'm living by myself, like, no room for, I don't know what, how to like, say this now, but no more boy drama. 
and no more like just drama in general. Oh, living with girl, living with girls and roommates and all. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. a big that's a big difference. Yeah. yeah. So, David, the the um, you've got a house full of kids. Yes, ma'am. And you're a stay-at-home dad, right? Yes. Yes. So now you've even got more on your plate. Yes. So y'all are taking on a lot. Yeah, but yes. what a blessing. What a blessing. Oh, yeah, it is. It what is. a blessing. So tell me a little bit about what made y'all originally decide to do foster care to start with. Uh, <laughs> I was working for a uh, Christ Center Drug and Alcohol Rehabilitation Center. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> I started to pray, and God released me from there. So me and Melissa started talking, and all of our kids had moved out. All of our uh, grown kids. So y'all have grown kids too. Biological. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. How many? Uh, one. We have. Okay. We, we had have. two. My son just passed away about three months ago. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, we started talking. We prayed about it, uh, and I got some counsel, and then we made a decision, and we started to go to school, and we went to Texas Baptist Home. Mm -hmm. And uh, got, you know, a license, and we started uh, to do uh, foster care. And the first day, as soon as we got our license. You got placement. Four. Four placements. A set of triplets <laughs> and an eight-year-old. Wow, you don't do anything small, do you? Mm -mm. No, 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 it's either, yeah, no. So that first day, I'll never forget because... These kids weren't even used to taking a bath. Yeah. They freaked out right. when we were trying to get them ready because Dad had to get them, take them to go get physicals, take right. them to school, register, and all. There's a all lot that required. There's stuff. a lot to do. Yeah. That's why I get to stay home Absolutely. because I'm my I'm more he's good at that. Yeah, gotcha. more and more tempered to. I'm to, good at going to work. Gotcha. Yeah, he's good at being at home. Yeah. The, my husband's the same way. Yeah, so. Uh, once we got them situated and we got them tucked in, their beds made and tucked them in, and me and Melissa, it was like by this time, what, like two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> because they placed them like at ten o'clock at Always. night. Always. I mean, with trash bags. I was like, oh my god, oh, lord. So after all that, we were sitting in bed, and they were calling us mommy and daddy and jumping all around, and I was like, what have we done? What have we done? You know what Melissa tells me? Will you shut up? I've got to go to work in two hours. <laughs> so I'll never forget that. So through your foster care journey, how many times have you been there where you said, what have we done? Because I know I was there many times. Oh, a lot. Uh, there's, there's been a few. Well, yeah. We, we've, we've had a lot of ups and downs. And yeah. One of the reasons we stopped domestic foster care, we would have certainly gone on and done a lot of domestic foster care. We had a really negative situation happen in domestic foster care two weeks before we adopted our two babies. Two weeks. It was two weeks before our court date, and it just, it, it really ruined us for uh, domestic foster care with CPS, and, and um, just was a very, very horrible situation where uh, we had done nothing wrong and um, they all came out in the wash in the long run. 
but um, just to go through it was mm -hmm. I call seven days of hell and um, just a really tough situation. We would have adopted many more children. That was our goal. Not too late. Yep. <laughs> right, right. And we were going to close our home and um, the lady who had trained us, Molly, called us and begged us not to close our home but just sit for a while. Right. And uh, we did that and then she asked if we would ever think about international foster care and we really wanted to be done. All right. But uh, we waited a while and we feel like everything happens for a reason mm -hmm. and it was really God just changing our direction. Right. Uh, we just changed our direction. Right. So, and in everything, it worked out terrific. We have wonderful, wonderful teenage boys that have come Amazing. into our home That's and are great. so couldn't, thankful yeah. to be here. Yeah, they couldn't speak English or nothing. They were scared. Now they've got their driver's license. Wow. They're dialed in. They're, they're succeeding in high school. They play soccer. <laughs> Mark, one of our uh, kids is on the uh, football team. Oh, wow. They're doing amazing. That is amazing. So, you know. Well, I just want to thank y'all all for joining us today and sharing this very special, special moment in your lives. Jay, thank you so much for just sharing. I know it had to be hard for you to to share your past. And, and I just want to thank you so much for letting us be a part of that. I want to thank a World for Children staff for coming up here and um, setting things up and having planning things out for Jay and her family. I want to thank Paul Youngblood, our attorney that has agreed to represent and do this um, adoption pro bono. We just, a lot of people have had their hand in this as well as God. And we Amen. just want to thank you guys for letting us be a part of it. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thank thank you. you so much. Okay, we'll see you next week right here on Intentional Parenting. Are you disappointed by so many other conventional